Hey there. Thank you for listening. I'm really grateful that you are here and I pray that you will stick around, hang out with me. It is Friday today. I'm not sure when you're actually listening, but just as I was leading into this weekend, I was really grateful in my quiet time today with the Lord because this is actually a weekend I am off. You know, in the nursing world, as everybody is saying, happy weekend. Yay, it's Friday. We're like, uh, not for us. So it can be a good Friday, happy Friday, because I'm off that weekend. So I always just kind of laugh to myself um, when I hear that. But for me, I am actually doing a backflip because it is the weekend, a weekend off. So I'm really grateful. So I was just... You know, you just get caught into the big things and looking for 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 gratefulness. Um, not intentionally. I know that I can just miss asking God uh, for the small things, and then and likewise thanking Him for the small things, thanking Him for, hey, it's Friday, and thank you that I don't have to work. So just just a, a, a moment of just gratitude. I hope that you had a great week. I know my week has been crazy busy. We are actually going to be traveling this week and it's a really big deal because again, as a nurse in this post COVID world, I'm super hyper focused on the what ifs and just exchanging in my mind constantly fear for faith and actually, it's a series in my church right now. So it's so the application is just so imperative um, just to remember that I really have no control. So even if I have all my Lysol wipes and, you know, wiping everything down and we're driving rather than flying, you know, doing all those type of things. But it's just there's no guarantee. So just having fun, enjoying the memory, really looking forward to it. Our kids are really looking forward to this as well. So um, so just to kind of, you know, jump right back in, um, recap from last time we talked about just being a branch. Do you know that you're a branch? Do you know what a branch even does like in the life of, so this is completely an analogy, right? In terms of the fruitfulness and, and just the sowing and reaping is just such a great analogy. I love how Christ uses, uses that in our lives to just make it more, to make it sense, to, to have it make more sense, I think, in terms of what does our spiritual life look like when you think of the life of plants, so, or fruits or, veg, you know, vegetables, etc. So we talked about this branch life and we, as the branch and Jesus as the vine, so we are completely dependent on our source, the vine, because there is no branch on the face of this world that can exist without a source of sap, without a source of life. And if the branch is broken, if it's if it's left apart from the source, it withers and it dies. And we don't want to be withered branches. We don't want to just be walking around alive, but spiritually dead or spiritually just so overly burdened and and therefore we're not producing any fruit. So yes, you've, you know, crossed your toe over into heaven, you're saved, but is your life producing any fruit? Are you really reflective of the of the life that Christ had in mind 
for us here in terms of making disciples and going on to to carry out the gospel. So where we're going to talk today uh, is just more, as I said last time, it's just really hard. John 15 is just um, a very big one. And it's hard to just kind of talk about that in one one time. So I want to I want to read back from John 15, um, specifically just verses five through six. I read more this last time. So we're going to read just in terms of, hey, what is what does this even look like? What does this mean in terms of this life as a branch? So John 15. Um, and again, I read from my NIV Bible, so your version will be different. Um, and we're starting in verse, uh, starting in verse five. I am the vine; you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. So I wanted to reread that because with with what I wanted to talk about today, it it it's wrapped into the same concept of just this remaining, if your Bible with the ESV or NASB version that you read um, said abiding. So this remaining, this abiding in Christ, what does that mean? really mean and and all of it I believe can just be siphoned to resting so there's there's nothing for you to do like a branch isn't you know with its planner doing anything it's just there it's just growing fruit if it remains attached to the vine it is going to grow grapes it is going to grow leaves it is you know whatever its source is it is going to just grow there there was no work required and it is so it is just our human nature to and as well as it's our fallen nature in terms of there's got to be something to do like there's got to be some 10-step plan to make this life work and it's almost unbelievable to think that it has to be that simple but Christ really did make it that simple it is really coming to the end of yourself it is really saying it's a it's a cessation of my plan cannot work if it's not in Christ and if you're like me and think to yourself in that very quick second well what about all the rest of these people who aren't necessarily like you know arm linked with Christ and their life seems better than mine you know all of their posts social media posts are like I wish I was I wish I was there and they've got the job that I want. They've got the family I want. I don't have a family. I'm single. I'm, you know, divorced. I'm whatever. And I've had this discussion actually even recently with somebody and the Bible really leads us, number one, staying in our lane. You don't know the grass is never greener. You don't know the other side. You don't know the burdens that that person has to carry. And, And then also... Um, what God has for you is not what he has for that person. 
And I don't believe that we we don't serve a God who's like a God who's like stingy. He's not like, okay, I only have this much to give. So let's just kind of evenly divide it out between everybody. No, he is an endless, just unmeasurable, immeasurable God. You cannot even box him. There, There is no end to him. So it's not like if God is overly blessing somebody else that then it's like, okay, well, then I guess I can only get this much because he gave this much to Cindy. You know, I mean, that's just not how he works. And then I, then the next question is, what do you define as blessing? So this is where I'm guilty and, and I own this. And um, even though I don't define blessing from a standpoint of things, because I'm just never... Of course, I like things, you know, but I'm just, you'd have to know me. I'm not really into acquiring more per se, but for me, it's more of the security of, okay, I'm good. You know, we got money in the bank. We've got, you know, I've got my job. I've got my degree. So mine is more of a security of status, I think, and that I can carry Brittany. So if I have this degree, then I'm good because If worst scenario comes, then I got it. I don't have to rely on God. So that's one of my issues, right? So what do you define as blessing? Because that completely changes the perspective of is God good or is God missing something when you look at somebody else's Facebook post or Instagram post and you don't have that. So... But just this, but going back to just this rest in Christ, this rest from all of our getting, all of our striving, coming to the end of yourself, even being okay with changing how the plan may work out. What if it never happens like what you're planning? What if, you know, I I just believe in playing the story forward and maybe it's because I'm a glass half full type person, but just playing this story forward, worst case scenario, what if that never happens? Is he still good? Is he still enough? Is the question on the table. So let's talk through the woman with the issue of blood. Um, It's in um, Mark. So just flip over one more book. Uh, Mark 5 is where we're going to read. Mark 5, starting in verse 25. I'm going to read for a minute, um, but just bear with me. It's a great story. So Mark 5, verse 25, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, I love that. When she heard about Jesus. Okay, I'm totally going to pause here for a second. Sorry. You know, is your faith based on what you're hearing on somebody else's experience of Christ? Or when are you going to go up that mountain? When are you going to take yourself to be face to face with God? So to read the Old Testament, um, I've, I've mentioned it before. I love the Old Testament. I just I'm in awe of how much I belittle that I get to spend time with Christ. Because, I mean, these priests, they had such a practice, y'all, before they could get in the presence of God. First off, you would probably die, which is why there was only 
you know, the most holy of the holiest priest. It was just such this practice of getting in front of God. Or in the case of Moses, Moses was the only person that could go up the mountain to bring back the message of God. Well, when are you going to go up that mountain? And when are you going to have your mountaintop experience with God? So she hadn't even had that. She just heard about somebody else's. So it's okay if, if only you've heard about Christ, but now in order to start gaining fruit, now you've got to shift it to now you've got to go up that mountain. So I get, I get, I digress. Um, so let's go back. <laughs> so starting verse 26 again, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Um... This is how you can read this and not see yourself is just beyond me. So her issue is, you know, whatever. I don't know if she had some issue, women, women type issue. So whether it's some really bad fibroids, I don't know. Who knows? But the point is she had a health hurdle, a massive health hurdle, and she had spent all of her money she had spent all of her time, all of her resources, and she had nothing left. She got to the end of herself. She got to the end of her resources. She got to the end of her tools and her methods. None of it worked. I'm sure somewhere in there, she's probably asked about like 15 million different people, their opinion of what they've done that worked for them. See, again, not staying in your lane. And then she heard about Jesus. Then she heard about Jesus. And then she went to go have her own mountaintop experience because she's tired. Are you just tired of the strife, the, the, the running, the, 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 the anxiety that comes with just trying to measure up all of the time? And, you know, in this post-COVID world, I just, I just believe that there's a lot of people hurting and there's just so much going on and just so much uncertainty and Christ is like, but I'm still here. I know what's going on. I'm at the center of everything. So she literally went against and defied every rule in the culture at that time because she was considered unclean. So, you know, all the people that she would have touched and came in contact with at that time would have also been unclean because of her. I mean, she, you know, and, and plus she's a woman, right? So, I mean, there's just so many things and she didn't care. She literally was like, I do not care. 
All I need is to get connected to Christ. So she is being, she's like, all I need to do if I can just be a branch, if I can just get connected, if I can just touch him. So, so verse 28 says, because she thought if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. So your healing is found in by you just getting connected, by you just remaining, by you just abiding, by you just resting. You can know all your different 10 issues. You can know your personality, your disc scale, your Enneagram. You can know all of those things. And I suggest you know all those things actually. But at the end of it all, your healing is not in one more counselor. Do get counseling to for self-awareness, right? Your healing is not in one more book. Do get well-versed. So do you see how we can take very well-meaning things, but then it becomes our source. Nowhere in John 15 did it say one more book, one more. It is just the vine. It is just Christ. But how low are you willing to go? Are you willing to lower yourself? She got low. She had to, she was touching the, the, the end of his cloak, the very, the part that is, is touching the ground. She, she was low, which means she had to humble herself. She had to say goodbye to every plan that she had and, and do it in such a way of desperation. And I wonder... Are you at that place of just ready for so much more? And Christ is like, yes, if you would just trust me, if you would just believe in me, I have something so much better for you. I don't, I can't tell you y'all what it's going to look like. So I don't know your situation, but I can tell you, I can point you to who does and who loves you more than anything. So much so that he had a plan. He thought of you when he created this, this earth. And we have to remember that Christ is not just, just a, a means to an end. He is your source. He is your power. He is your ability. He is everything. So I really pray that this encourages you, that this fuels you, that this drives you to just meet with him. Because remember, we get to. Old Testament saints didn't get to have a face-to-face, but you get to go up that mountain. You get to have that experience and he wants you to have that. And he's just waiting for you. He is patiently waiting for you. So that's my prayer for you, ladies.